clear, okay? So, um, Ernie, go ahead, man. Make the, make the intro so everybody can, can know who we're talking to. Today. How's it going, everyone? I hope everyone is having a wonderful day. We're with uh, former Olympian, LeVon, and it's an honor to have you, and thank you for your time. Thank you so much for having me. Well, oh, and I and I have I have a caveat there. You're never a former Olympian. You are an Olympian. That's it. <laughs> Retired Olympian. Sorry. Yes. I already put some respect on that name, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Levon, thank you so much for meeting us, um, the Olympian Levon. Um, and as me, immediately when I pulled up the profile, I saw I saw JD, I saw NBA, I saw Olympian. So. Um, uh, I do want to hear more about that as someone who has a JD himself. Um, I, I really do want to hear, you know, would you go back to law school again? Or I just want to know your experience and how that has really had an impact on your life and as an athlete too. So I would definitely go back again because it opened my eyes up to the true meaning of what America is. And it is like freedom and opportunity and like it's the structures are something that we really didn't learn. So growing up, you know, children of immigrants black children all of that kind of stuff you're literally just told to follow instructions and like whatever they say is like how it goes and then you go to law school and they're like they can't tell you that they can't like you 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 soon begin to realize that even your politicians your lawmakers are just people and they don't know all the nuances of the law either so it's just like they've been I've been tricked my whole life. So it was a great experience. And then from like the athlete standpoint, I actually went to the Olympics my first year of law school. So um, to say it was like overwhelming would be kind of an understatement, but I am like an A personality type. So once I decide I'm doing something, I'm doing it. So I go to practice from 9 a.m. I go to um, class from two o'clock to about nine o'clock. I go home do my little like you know rollouts the little extra stuff you need to do before practice to make sure you're good the next day every day for four years and I had some of my best career years actually while I was in law school when I passed the bar I was the highest I was ever ranked in the world and so it's just like you know discipline transcends your entire life so when you become an athlete you learn to become disciplined because almost everything you do as an athlete sucks and you don't want to do it and like it all it's like you get tired and you don't want to do it every day but you realize that like it's a part of the vision so you do it, it's like a little like putting a little bit of money in a bank every day you're like yeah and one day i'm gonna have a lot of money and but then you know you also realize that if you shortchange that you ain't gonna reach the goals so okay. i think like so many things you get out of sports can just translates to being successful in life. And it's mainly that you don't give yourself the option to like, stop, do anything else. Like, it's just like, no, you got to finish the workout. That's it. No, absolutely. And I love it because um, it, like what you just described is like just the general hustle. And then I can't imagine, honestly, I was in law school. I did not work. And I thought that all my time was consumed. And you're telling me that that you were uh, basically not even just a, a professional performing athlete, but this was this is also a full time occupation that takes up a ton of time. I don't know how you did it, but um, I'm glad. Like I'm glad I want to hear that story, but I'm glad that um, that you're able to to use that and to it propels you to understand how that discipline works. So actually, I believe in that too with athletics, but 
Um, I think I wish it was something that more people could experience because it sounds like you, you kind of reached that pinnacle of like this is the maximum output of of a, a human being. And I love like seeing that people have done these things where I'm like, listen, you can do this. And, and it explains like just effort in general because a lot of people don't understand that. I, I don't even understand it from your perspective because I've never done it before. I, I love seeing it. Um, but, you know, I, I think that's just an amazing story. Um, and as far as like more about just the law and sports in general, because I, I see that you're in the tech space and so you got a, just a ton of stuff going on. Uh, I would love to hear more about that too because um, uh, it is a very unique um, story and, and uh, a lifestyle that you and they put together. So the, the trifecta of being like an athlete who's sort of a, well, no, I am a nerd who happens to be fast. Let's start there. So, um, but the trifecta of also being um like a personable person so like I tend to have never met a stranger you know I'm really I'm really outgoing as it pertains to business and stuff like that so that trifecta allowed you to get into a lot of rooms and a lot of conversations because people love athletes they love to tell you that they play football in the first grade and that they were great and they don't know why they stopped and like you just you get those stories and it's, it's the instinct connection piece uh -huh. to start a conversation about business but also like um being um in business as like an academic person mm -hmm. people are really respect that like you have this like multi-faceted nature or whatever so i i don't know the first thing about technology if my stuff doesn't cut on when i press the button it's like over mm -hmm. but what tech founders realize was that like I can get into much better rooms than them I have a very robust network and I'm a business person so I look at everything from x's o's and like where's the money coming from like yeah all that sounds cool good ideas good ideas but so I was asked to be on a lot of advisory roles with startups for years and I used to say no and then I met a guy named Dave Meltzer and he's like what you have plenty of time you just have to manage it you you use your resources in this way and so I was like okay and then I started taking those roles and so I advised the athlete tech group which is in um in Canada and Canada has a really robust growing tech scene um they're much more friendly than Americans. So they're not all trying to build unicorns, but they're building solid technology um, that can change the world. So I'm like, I wanna be a, a part of that. And just like, I also happen to love Canada. I may be one of the only like non-Canadians who've been to every province. And <laughs> um, it's just, it's, it's been an interesting thing, especially because like I literally get involved in things and figure it out on the way. One of them is like, I'm really, really involved with a bunch of like marijuana, CBD type companies, right? Mind you, I do not smoke. I do not, I, I will rub some CBD on my leg or something like that. But at the end of the day, I don't know the first thing about its technical components, but I understand farming, I understand land, I understand contracts and all of that stuff. And so I've been able to like lend my my piece to those sorts of um, technology and um, businesses. And it's, it, it's a lucrative space to be in at the moment just because it's, it's kind of sexy on TV. It is. I have two <laughs> questions for you. You said something, you're into farming. I grew up on a farm. Is, 
Did you grow up on a farm? Are you a farmer? So my grandfather owns Orange Groves. And so the one thing, which is hilarious now, is that like growing up, he would always say like, you have to get good grades, you know, get, you know, you want to grow into becoming a professional so that you don't have to pick fruit. Mind you, no one actually picks fruit now. Like it shakes the tree and it like knocks the stuff down. And I'm just like, we went out there one day, it was 175 degrees. I was like 10 years old. And all I can say about it is, is like, it was the the solid like manual labor is not for me i'm gonna have to use my brain <laughs> like technology is great because the difference between picking oranges off a tree and shaking the tree to get it into bags is like night and day and so yeah that's my only farming story i wish i had a green thumb i'm the person who's like aloe plant dies on my porch so <laughs> Ooh, okay well you still have that farm experience. I think that's something everybody should do because you, you only get a respect for it once you're in that hot sun and you have you have to you have to get the job done and you're like, yo, this is actually um very difficult. It's not just out here, it's like sweating, you're lifting stuff, everything hurts. I mean, it sounds almost like probably like track practice, because that's not it. <laughs> so like imagine lifting weights for eight hours like that's what it's like like this is the worst <laughs> absolutely and another thing you mentioned the unicorn american unicorn obsession what's up with that you know we will americans always want the bigger better deal so it's very sexy to just talk about how you can make a billion dollar company rather than every single other person and how much money you can raise and every single thing like that because we're looking for the biggest bestest ah, product company at all times so i don't really see that so much in, in canada they're, they're much more like let's build sustainable companies to change our environment i'm like what do they teach you in elementary school to make you so pleasant it's not it's not what we're learning here you know it's greedy 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 how can i make a million dollars and, and i was i mentioned the other day i'm like a million dollar company is a is a great company but like we have a fixation on like how to make a billion dollars i'm like come on like that's right that's, that's backwards you know make a good product and, and be happy um and, uh, and and as far as technology because uh it sounds like you, you have a a, a lot of involvement in like a lot of spaces. I love like, you know, the CBD thing where you don't have to be a user to understand like, yo, this is useful in society. Let me learn more about it. That's mm -hmm. um, a beautiful thing. But um, as far as even how technology helps you as an athlete, even current, or hey, just as a business person, like what are some of your favorite things or what's some stuff that you would like to see more of um, as it pertains to athletes and, and honestly as, as a businesswoman? So, from an athlete standpoint, um, I think that we're kind of, we're in a, we're in a tough space where like, you have a lot of access to technology, but then it makes people like, not give enough credit to like fundamental knowledge. So mm -hmm. now instead of like really focusing on getting in shape, they're like, come on, let's look at your film with a dart fish. And then like, let's look at the angles and you spend a lot of time being like, technically unindated like oh you got a chest monitor and a back monitor you know how much you breathe in and everything like that but then that gives the general athlete too many thoughts uh versus like that stuff can exist but it's not necessarily for the athlete to worry about um so i i, I love to see 
AI tools and stuff like that to just like help you be better and like make better decisions about how you eat and like how you load for your season and stuff like that. But I don't think, I think that that should be more of a coaching tool than for athletes specifically. We pay coaches a lot of money, let them be worried. <laughs> um, but um, from a business perspective, I absolutely love technology. I'm very happy. Um, and I, I hate to say it like this, but COVID has changed my business quite a bit because we've had automation set up for my mortgage company, for um, our education platforms, for the way that we do consulting for a very long time. And because it's a family business and the majority of my family members are over 50, they are very slow to adopt um, technological changes. And so COVID made them have to take applications online, do um, uploads, forces the customer to do it as well. So it's been very much a blessing that like we'll stop wasting money on all these platforms that I put together and all this automation and we're really using it and it's showing its ability to help you scale and be more efficient because although we run a, a good business, it's better if you can serve more people when your purpose is service and not just making money. There we go. No, I love it. Focus on the service. The money will flow, I feel like. But um, I, so I see real estate, uh, mortgages. Uh, tell me more about that. And honestly, um, you know, the other things that you have going on, because I like I, I just feel like there's a bunch of hidden stuff because I'm like, I'm like, hey, you. you yeah, say the hidden stuff. Huh? What do you say, Ernie? Say the hidden stuff. Yeah. What's the, what are the gems you got there? Because I know you're working on all kinds of stuff. Well, so. The hidden stuff is that, you know, we build affordable housing and whether that's apartment complexes or housing, because that's a real important need in most cities. Mm. Um, and I help, I help facilitate professional athletes doing that in the communities they care about as well. Um, and that's really an important passion project for me, just because, you know, where people know, love and trust you, you should be have ownership stakes more so than just making the kids happy by having camps. We got to make more impact in the community using our likeness, but you know, our access to capital, we don't actually need the money because there's plenty of money in the world. It's more about being there and, and using um, your foothold in the community to make it better. Um, so that's one of the biggest things that I'm working on. The other thing is that you know we do everything in the vertical the the vertical of real estate so we have a brokerage a mortgage company development construction a nonprofit that helps our there. tenants and in um, a consulting firm so okay and a consulting firm and honestly i would love for you to just plug plug those things in as well because um you know it I promised someone um, one day when we have a billion followers with their unicorn tech startup and, and we, we showcase this, then people want to find you. So I would love just to have that um, where, yes, people can get in touch with you because I think that's important. Well, so you can get in touch with me on LavonIdolent.com. Um, and it is basically like a link tree, not link tree, the, com the company, because it's on card.co, which is more importantly, a small startup that I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. um, but the first link there is a book that I wrote last three years ago, but I just put it out last year because it was just like one of those things. Um, but the book is called Confidence, the Antidote to Fear. And the biggest 
thing about that is that like confidence is a muscle just like every other muscle you have to exercise it in order for it to grow and so it has actionable steps in the book short 50 pages um of just things that will like nurture you to make your nurture you to make your business better your personal life better you stop taking things so personally you know and so um um and then the the rest of the links of like things that I'm working on, you can get to them all from there, apply for a mortgage. We, like if you are a house flipper and all that stuff, we get you out of those hard money loans. We can get you the things that you need. So that's my sum and substance. I am very, very, very passionate about um, representation in the real estate industry because it's been 10 years of me going to conferences uh, for both real estate and finance where I am not only the only person of color but one of the only women as well so we need more representation it's a it's a trillion dollar industry and it's not rocket science so (laughs) it deserves inclusion so we got a book multiple companies tech advisor, an Olympian, Wonder Woman. Basically, I understand exactly why Ernie insisted on this meeting. Um, Dominican so- Wonder Woman. Hey. <laughs> so I love it. Um, and honestly, I'm just, uh, I know your time is very valuable based on what you told me. I feel like um, uh, we, we have definitely gotten the value out of um, being in your presence. So I, I love it. I learned something today. Um, and um, you know, if you have any questions for me, is there any way that, you know, we can assist you or help um, what you have going on? We would definitely love to. And, um, and honestly, I, it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Are you guys coming to All Star? Or are you still COVID distancing? Which, which All Star? Uh, NBA. It's next weekend in Atlanta. Oh, oh, technically the answer to that must be no based on my response. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Hey, we weren't we weren't invited. Do you just mean like, are we coming down to um uh, uh to participate in the environment? In the festivities, the environment. You could get tickets still, I guess. Um, I typically don't like to see the actual game because they're not playing that hard. But the <laughs> the other activities, you know, three points, the uh-huh. you know dunk contests, but mainly the the the, the networking, the environment. I've had a lot of, um, you know, I work with athletes and mainly now because I'm aging out of athletics age, all of my customer base is also retiring. So now I'm like, oh, you know, I got to go and start meeting some younger athletes. I, you know, we're going to run out of time at this point. You know, 35 is old, old in uh, sports age. <laughs> yeah, I'm 35. We got to slow down. <laughs> I got called old at 28, so I already, I already knew what time it was for me. Like, okay. Hey, you're only as old as you feel. Uh, and with all you got going on, I don't believe that for one second. So, I mean, my knees said Uh-oh. I'm 60. So, knees <laughs> <laughs> starting to pop. I don't have Megan the Stallion's knees. I don't. I... <laughs> hey, I, I don't think anybody does. She might be the only one. <laughs> that, would, that would be my like dare challenge something i could not do impossible so uh, but I, I, I appreciate it 
Um, and I'll start recording now so we can, um, you know. Thank you guys all so much for tuning in for another episode of the Jersey Sponsor Podcast. Um, again, if you have any questions or know someone who wants to sign up, go to the website, just put in your information. You'll get an email from us in the next few days. Um, and we will start reaching out. Uh, we're specifically targeting women for this next month. If you know any female athletes, casual, amateur NCAA athletes, including professional athletes like Olympians, um, please just encourage them to sign up. Part of the signups now, are, we're also looking for a beta test and user groups, uh, including women specifically, um, Gen Z, um, NCAA. We kind of have a few different user groups. So um, if you're interested, sign up now so that we can uh, get you into one of those user groups so you can not only provide us feedback on what we're currently doing, but help us provide the best platform for you in the future. All right. Thanks, y'all.